Hello, and welcome to Sloth's Love to Read. This is Carrie Ann. Today we have a chapter book called The Girl and Her Noble Steed, written by Kirthana J. Fanning. I hope you will enjoy this wonderful story. We are going to be reading the first chapter. I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. The Girl and Her Noble Steed, written by Kirthana J. Fanning. Chapter 1, Ofe. Once upon a time in a far, far away world was an island of green meadows. The island was perched on a craggy ledge above the churning sea. The island had one town which was nestled between the hills. The islanders, called Genos, experienced only one season, summer. With days so hot you'd think you're in a sauna, nights so breezy you'd think you're in a wind tunnel, and unexpected cloudbursts that leave you drenched. Ah, Genobe. The Genos were a tribe of veggie-loving, fish-eating jolly knots, well known for their lively festivals filled with music, dancing, and laughter. They lived in thatched huts and wore brightly colored, handcrafted clothing. The tribe looked quirky, sounded chirpy, and were obsessed with playing games. Yup, yup, yup. The famed Geno Games was their absolute favorite annual event. It's, it lasted three days and was sportman-like as the Olympics. Everyone joined in the fun, from the tiniest munchkins to the towering giants, from the donut shape to the toothpick face, from the young to the wrinkly. This year, one girl in particular was ecstatically excited about the Geno Games. Ofe was a bright, daring young girl with big black eyes, thick, wavy hair, and plump cheeks. She would be ten years old in exactly one month, the perfect age where knowledge and mischief collided. She lived in the orphanage with eleven other kiddos, the orphanage's custodian, Mrs. Oral, and the cook. Since she had been a tiny tot, Ofe had been had been mesmerized by the Geno games, and while the orphanage kiddos played in the mud, getting sweaty and dirty, stompity stomp, squishity squish, she rode on animals under the boobob tree, creating a ha At age one, Ofe rode the village cat over her neighbor's head while he was having an afternoon snooze. He yelled as he sprang awake. From then on, the cat learned its lesson and avoided the little human tornado. At age two, Ofe rode a street dog, Ziggity Zagzag, into a local basket shop. Within moments, everything had tumbled out of order. Oof, the owner huffed and puffed like a steam engine out of coal. So the cat and dog teamed up and made a pact to avoid the tiny person. 
At the ripe age of three, Ofe went for a pleasure ride on a farm pig. They ended up in the pond, splashing the nearby Gino family, who had been enjoying a picnic. Yeah, they wailed, covered in muddy water, their sandwiches soaked. The pig joined the cat and the dog's team, and they perfected Ofe avoidance maneuvers. Back at the orphanage, Mrs. Arl recognized the child's obvious talent. She knew that one day Ofe would be a great rider. With each year that passed, Ofe's desire to ride grew stronger. Now that she was old enough, she desperately wanted to participate in the Geno Games this year. But to enter, she needed rupees to loan an animal, pay for a trainer, and buy a saddle. Rupees she didn't have. It was two months before the Games on the day of Chief Nutter Flufflow's speech. Everyone had gathered in the village square which was surrounded by stores and food shacks decked with, with colorful buntings and handcrafted ornaments. It was a sunny and warm day, as usual. Ofe, Mrs. Arl, and all the orphanage kiddos stood in the crowd and watched. The chief was a charming man in his 70s with a quirky hairdo and mismatched patchwork clothes. The crowd fell silent as he stood on a little wooden stage, decked with flowers and painted in dazzling colors. Ladies, gentlemen, my dear Genos, said the chief enthusiastically, I'm hap, hap, happy today. Aren't we all? The square burst into loud cheers. Our annual Geno Games are less than two months away, and it is a time when we come together as a community to celebrate our talents. As I do every year, I'd like to use this opportunity to declare that the 60-day vacation begins now and ends after the Games. Also, I have increased the prize to 7,000 rupees and one year's groceries for our signature sport, the race for little genos. All other prizes remain the same. The audience erupted into a cacophony of applause, laughter, and excited shouts. The villagers exchanged hugs, handshakes, and pats on the back. When the roar had quieted, the chief continued, Let us cherish every moment. While tourists explore the beauty of our island, you will spend these 60 days working on new crafts and honing your skills. But most importantly, enjoy one another's company. Remember, the games celebrate our village spirit. Everyone agreed with heads bobbing and large smiles all around. Remember that we are the keepers of this island and it is our responsibility to care for our animal companions who roam freely and preserve our land's beauty. Let us make this year's Geno Games the most memorable in Genobi's history. Thank you and good luck. 
the locals rejoiced once more, boosted by the chief's upbeat speech. The spectators cleared out, and Miss Arl, Ofe, and the kiddos returned to the orphanage. As they arrived, Mrs. Arl turned to Ofe. Before I forget, please go to Bar- Borco's house and politely ask him to clean the weeds in his yard. They have crept into our garden and are overcrowding our plants. Ofe nodded. I will, Mrs. Arl. She skipped next door to Borco's house. The chain link fence between the two properties was overgrown with weeds. Ofe stood in front of the door, took a big breath, and knocked three times. There was no response. She knocked again. There was no response. Someone's got to clean his ears, she murmured. She knocked again much louder, and the door swung open this time. Borco, a cranky man in his eighties, was bald on the top of his head, but had curly white hair on the sides above his ears. He leaned on his stick and glared at Ofe. Hello, my name is Ofe, said Ofe. I'm from the orphanage. What do you want? Borco grumbled. Mrs. Arl asked you to please clean up your yard, Ofe replied. Our garden? If it bothers her so much, she can do it, Borco said. Then he closed the door in Ofe's face. Ofe started at the, stared at the closed door, shocked at Borco's rude behavior. She shrugged, but as she turned to go, she saw movement in the field behind the house. It was Borco's young donkey, Zoe. He had a cream-colored coat, fluffy fur, and charming brown spots sprinkled across his body like cocoa. He was plowing the field and braying a song that sounded like racing dreams, plowing reality. In the fields I plow with grace, but in my heart, I win the race. Ofe finished the sentence. Zoe turned around in surprise. Ofe stared at Zoe, unable to understand what had happened. Then she decided that her diary quill and some deep ponderings were necessary. When she returned home, she found Mrs. Arl talking to the cook in the kitchen. The cook was churning Grinzilla goop, as she called it, in a large earthen pot over the wood stove. The gloop consisted of rice, vegetables, coconut sugar, and the cook's secret ingredient that made the clonji jiggle. Zumzels, Olfe thought, and felt a light rumble in her belly as she stood in the doorway. Mrs. Arl said in a serious tone, We're running low. He hasn't sent our allowance for the past two months. That's no good, shrieked the cook in a thick accent. Our pantry is empty. In two days, we won't have any food left. I've used up all my savings, said Mrs. Arl. If I can't get help, I'll have to send the kids to another orphanage. The cook shook her head. No, Mrs. Arl, you must find a way. Mrs. Arl placed her hand on her chest. I'll speak to him. This is wrong. The kids shouldn't suffer. We'll find a way. 
Ofe quickly slid into the main room and stood frozen with her back against the wall as Mrs. Arrow rushed past toward the front door. Ofe quietly tiptoed after her. What a wonderful story and chapter book. That was the first chapter of The Girl and Her Noble Steed, written by Kirthana J. Fanning. I hope that you all will consider getting this book for your home collection. This book can be found at kirthanajfanning.com or on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening in today, and bye-bye for now, everyone.